Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello there, why are people into that, fans? So your feed is going to be a little different this November. I have a lot of tape to catch up on, including recordings from all the live shows I've been doing. So I'm going to focus on editing and publishing those, as well as putting out a few interrobangs. And I'm going to skip this month's official Wire People Into That segment. So just to be clear, there's still going to be tons of content in your feed this month. It's just going to be mostly live stuff. And I know you're going to love it. So, I've been reflecting on how much my Patreon patrons mean to me, and I want to give them all individual shoutouts by name. I'm going to do a few today, and a few in the episodes coming out later this month, so if you don't hear your name today, keep listening. I know you will. Oh, and if you want to hear your name on my lips... All you have to do is give the show monthly support at patreon.com slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N. So, big shout out and hugs and maybe consensual spanks for those who like it to Daniel, Ben with two N's, Erica, William, Alan and Arwen, Andrew, Renzo, Lance, Charles A, Mon Leather, Ethan, Charles G, Nick, Rowan, Alexis, Amelia, Sophie, Ben W, John, Bex, and Katie. Mm, I love you all so much. I'm sort of imagining you all as like a little party. It would be so cool if we could all get together. Let's make that happen. Thank you all so much for supporting Indie Pervert Media. Don't forget, if you're not already a Patreon patron, you can get episodes several weeks early, you can get exclusive content like audio from my workshops, and just a chance to get to know me better. That's patreon.com slash Tina Horn. As you know, the Pleasure Chest continues to support Wired People Into That, and I'm so proud to work with this amazing, queer-owned and operated sex-positive organization. Pleasure Chest stores in New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago will be hosting Small Business Saturday celebrations November 25th, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. They'll have snacks, drinks, mini workshops, sensation stations, and more. Also, PleasureChest.com is offering a 15% off sale over Thanksgiving weekend, so when you're feeling maybe stressed from trying to explain colonialism to your distant relatives, you can get some relief by splurging on vibrators, lube, butt plugs, erotica, bondage gear, and much more. 
Okay, thanks for ebbing and flowing with me. And now, enjoy this footage from Wire People Into That Live at the Pleasure Chest in New York City from this September. The Virgo edition. Special thanks to my Virgo guests, Maisha Battle and Carly, to the Pleasure Chest, who's also a Virgo, for hosting. And to everybody who came out, Virgos and other people, to schmooze and enjoy this first edition of an ongoing monthly series. To Justine McClellan for stellar audio engineering, to Acast for sponsoring the audio, and to Treasure Empire for this amazing music. Follow at Tina Horn's Ass on Twitter and Instagram, give me five stars on iTunes, and spread the wire people into that gospel. And if you're in New York City or surrounding areas, come to one of the shows and say hi. The next one is December 7th. I don't bite, really. So I'm so glad that you're all here, and uh, welcome to the very first official live Wire People Into That at the Pleasure Chest in New York City. If you want to just participate by screaming in ecstasy so that we can get that on the microphone, that would be really great. So let's do it one more time. Welcome to the very first official Why Are People Into That live at the Pleasure Chest in New York City! Yes, we are in like Billy Joel and Madison Square Garden eating your heart out. Okay, so I'm Tina Horn. Why Are People Into That is my podcast. Uh, I've been producing and hosting it for uh, going on four years now. In case you were not aware, it is a show about sex, um, uh, but also uh, kink and gender and love. If you're not into any of those things, I don't know why you're here, um, but I hope that you will be into it soon. Like I said, I've been doing the show for a long time. I have a different guest every episode, so there's a little bit of an interview social community dynamic but in some ways it can be really isolating right just like sex work um, just like dating sometimes right so i am so excited to be starting a live series where i can engage more with my community and maybe answer your questions or hear your perspectives and really sort of like mold the show to be more of what you want because without my fans and community i would just be a person in my uh, apartment with a microphone, uh, putting it on the internet. The Pleasure Chest has been in New York City for 46 years. This particular store has been here for- Four years exactly. For, for four years exactly. I'm sure you saw the, ki the kinds of things that are sold here. In case you didn't get a chance to peruse extensively, you should know that because you're here tonight, you get 15% off of any shopping that you do while you're here. Yeah, I can see from your faces, that's what you're really here for. You're like, okay, get the talking over with so we can go shop. I, I, that, I feel fine about that. And beyond the 15% off shopping, you also will all get a chance to win this fabulous gift from the pleasure chest. So it's a little kit and it comes with a, a, a vibrating uh, pebble, which is basically like a little external like travel vibe and uh, glitter pasties. So uh, this was chosen for me. I have no idea why they thought that that would be something that I would be into. So we're gonna do um, a little raffle in a little bit. So I think you all got raffle tickets. 
to start with. And then if any of you wants to ask a question at any point, you will be incentivized by getting more raffle tickets and more of a chance to get some glitter on your tits tonight. So without further ado, I want to tell you about the aforementioned thing that I'm so excited about, about this particular event, which is that my birthday is on Saturday and the Pleasure Chest's uh, anniversary is September. And these two amazing people sitting next to me actually have the same birthday, which was earlier this week. What that means is that this is all Virgo, all the time in the house tonight. Is anybody else a Virgo? Yes! So two Virgo Maishas in the room. Two Virgo Maishas. That is rare. Also Beyonce. Virgo, so you know, lots of important people in your lives. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. It was like kind of by design and kind of coincidence. So it feels pretty cosmic. So I've been talking for so long. I really want to introduce you to my panelists. So I'm going to start with Carly, who is over here with the glittery, amazing glasses. So Carly is a uh, sex educator uh, who works here at the Pleasure Chest and has worked here for three years. Uh, she is also an amazing sex blogger. Her blog has an amazing name, which is Dildo or Dill Don't. <laughs> And the URL for that is dildo or dildon.wordpress.com. And in addition to that, uh, she is also uh, an independent pornographer and porn performer. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more later. How, how are you feeling, fellow yeah. Virgo? I feel great. My birthday was very lovely. I actually got engaged. Yeah, yeah, so it's very eventful. Um, but yeah, um, I've actually been at the pleasure test four years technically, because mm. um, I helped put the store together. So I was here like bringing boxes of lube and toys up, sweating because the air conditioner wasn't put in until after the toys. Uh, uh, I left for about a year. I worked at a, another store that I won't mention because they were not sex positive mm. and they drove me away. And now I'm back here and I'm very happy. Um, and I started my blog because I would like to, for everyone to have pleasure and orgasms and whatever makes them happy. And I want to make everyone feel comfortable with sex. Oh, you're doing the <laughs> goddesses work. Yeah. <laughs> and my other panelist, if you guys subscribe to the show, you may have already heard an interview that we did about a month ago um, that's live in your feeds right now, but, um, but you're going to get the actual live in the flesh version right now. So this is Maisha Battle, Maisha Virgo number one. Um, and uh, Maisha is a certified sex coach. Now, no shade, but a lot of people call themselves sex coaches, but Maisha actually has uh, not only a master's degree in psychology, right? Um, but is also a certified uh, sex coach, so no joke. And she is also a podcaster. She is the host of the Down For Whatever podcast, which if you like this show, you will definitely like hers. Do you want to say hi and yeah, tell hi. everybody a little bit about yourself and how you're sure. feeling? Sure, yeah, I am out here from the Bay Area, um, which is where I usually am. I was out here for a wedding. And I just have to say how honored I am that we just met in person and had like an epic hang slash recording sesh. And then you were like, come back next month. Like, let's do this again. So super, super honored. Thank you for having me back. Um, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. I mean, it may have had something to do with the fact that you like blew my mind with like several things that I had never heard of or like thought that much about, including uh, dinosaur, role plays like not necessarily like kind of like the equivalent of like dinosaur furries but yeah. like obviously not 
for like scalies, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, and then also Nuru, which I feel like maybe we could dive into talking about for a little bit. Do you have an opinion about Nuru? My birthday party was almost a lube wrestling party, and I was gonna get the big thing of Nuru, but only I could only find two people that wanted to wrestle me because my friends are lame. So like, here's putting it out there for like future. If anyone wants to lube wrestle me, let's do this. I mean, and if you want to record it and sell it, even better. With my heels. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, does every does anybody know what Nuru is? I like had never heard of it, which is amazing because I've heard of everything. Um, will you guys explain what Nuru is? Yeah. Well, I'm, I brought it up to you uh, because I think we were talking about different types of porn or things that I was drawn towards. Yeah, you were like, talking about slippery porn. Yeah, and I like massage porn a lot. So it's it actually is a very slippery slope into, <laughs> thank you, uh, into Nuru from there. So it was probably like, you know, there was like a pop-up or something, and I, you know, I clicked and I love, I love Nuru porn. But can you explain what Nuru is? Yeah, it's like a, this very viscous, um, like almost lube-like, Yeah, so it's like thicker. seaweed extract, basically. So like... It like is almost like vagina lubrication, yeah. so it's like, like really it like kind of gooey and yeah. like awesome, and it's good for like body to body massage because you just slipping. like slide all over. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, body to body massage, also known as like just like yeah, <laughs> like rubbing <laughs> yourself like on something. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that reminds me of this porn I saw once when I was um, uh, a porn reviewer. For Fleshbot, um, which was called Snail Trails. Uh, has anybody seen yeah. Snail Trail porn? So uh, I had never heard this term before, but I bet all of your minds are working overtime figuring out what it is. Uh, basically, it was like uh, like ladies uh, scissoring and then like pulling themselves apart really slowly so that they're like vaginal secretions and maybe Nuru to be honest but like definitely like very viscous lube w would like they would like pull it apart slowly and so these little like snail trails would like appear it was kind of like <laughs> kind of like in down. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles <laughs> when they eat pizza and then they just like pull the cheese <laughs> It was like that. The way you're describing it makes it, it's like almost like ASMR to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's like yes. that, like watching ASMR. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, and I guess it does make a nice like squishy sound mm -hmm. if you're into squishy yeah. things. Yeah. That's cool. Why are people into that? Why are people into Nuru? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I told you that I hadn't done it. And like, I think it's like this epic thing also where it requires so much to do it. I mean, I like the concept of it so, so, so much, but um, I haven't, it's one of the things that I haven't been able to, to actually get into. Oh, I've done it. You've done it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I find out about something and we sell it here, I buy it and so I try it. So do we sell it. Nuru? Yeah, oh, we sell Nuru gel. Cool, so yeah. if you guys are, to Yeah, and they sell like a whole kit where it's basically like a shower curtain, but like I have a shower curtain, so like I didn't need to buy the kit. Um, but basically you put it down so your clothes and bed and whatever don't get stained and you 
just slide all over each other. Wow, so um, it's like a tart. Yeah. So yeah. I've done that, but I really wanted to like wrestle someone in it because I feel like it would be magical. Crazy. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you want to have this experience. Yeah. You need more people to wrestle. Yeah. Maybe we've just and I'm sure you would both like to make some more money off yeah. of those yeah. videos. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have a business plan. <laughs> yep. um, uh, so now that we've now that we've any other things that you want to say about Nuru? Does anybody else out there like Nuru or or like or slippery like things. slippery, sticky, like gooey porn or experiences? Even like like splashing food. Yeah. 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 Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, are you guys ready to play some more wire people into that? Yeah. Like rapid fire uh, games? Okay, I'm gonna start with one that I know that you both have opinions about. And I haven't actually done an episode about this yet, so this is gonna be fun. Why are people into the G-spot? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, G-spot's complicated, right? Uh, people are into it because it's this it's marketed as this magic button of female sexual pleasure and if you find it you've somehow unlocked some second or third level of enjoyment for a woman mm. um, and it's it's like the holy grail for people mm. um, but what we know about it is is that it's not a spot at all there's an organ that is inside the vagina just a you know one to two inches inside um, and it's also miraculous that that organ grows. You're talking about the urethral sponge? Yes. Yeah. But not only that does it become engorged, but the more you work that area, it actually will grow more areas of secretion. Oh. Like it grow, it grow grows. It's an organ. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is new shit. And so, so people are into the G-spot because it has this allure of like getting you to something some magical mystical place where I think like really it's it's a part of us that exists that I mean, like many other parts of female sexuality have just gone unstudied unnoticed and you know yeah we're learning more and more about this area which is the skeins gland actually mm. um, was misidentified as um, the you know, g-spot so so do you have something to add yeah, about why people I are think, into it? Um, for more of like a porn angle and like visually speaking, I think that people have seen so much of it in porn that they're like, I would love to do that at home. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day that it comes down to that it's like more of a visual orgasm for people that aren't ejaculating generally. So like I think people that are into squirting are into seeing like a visual representation of an orgasm because generally like, especially cause like people with like clits and vaginas like are known to fake it because people don't know how to stimulate said clits and vaginas and g-spots and stuff Word. like that so like to see a visual representation of someone actually having pleasure and orgasming is like really powerful so what you're saying is that uh g-spot stimulation often leads to squirting yeah 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 mm -hmm. um so and that's the thing that you mean that that people see in porn because mm -hmm. it's interesting like when you talk about seeing it in porn like there is also i think that that contributes to the mystery of it right because some people know how to like get in there but like unless you have like a fancy medical camera you can't actually see like what they're doing mm -hmm. in there yeah. right so it's like somebody knows how to like 
go in that hole and like do the like magic stuff and then all of a sudden gushing is happening, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, and it looks great and is fan almost like fantastical, like, like dragons and unicorns yeah. uh, in, in porn. What are some ways that somebody can actually like get in touch with that sensation and get in touch with that part of their body in, or their partner's body, IRL? A lot of women already have that sensation and they feel that it is uh, one of two things, either too intense, um, so they pull back from mm. it, or they um, feel as if they're going to pee. Um, because you, you know, if you are stimulating the skein's gland to the point where it's filling up with fluid and then you can ejaculate, it, you do have this full feeling and, you know, yeah, it comes out of your urethra, so there's gonna be urea in the ejaculation fluid. Um, and that's highly contested too, and I don't know why that's super important. The fact is sometimes you pee when you have sex, and yeah. it's fine. And there's urine in male ejaculate <laughs> right. too, so like right. I don't understand why it's a big deal yeah. what people with vaginas do it. Spread that like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think that um, it's, it's something that you can certainly explore on your own. Mm -hmm. It's good to have a partner to kind of work through it and give you some feedback, but you can do it on your own too. Yeah. If you were gonna do it on your own. Huh? <laughs> yeah, be this be maybe not a good place to start, although I don't know, maybe for some people. Listen, we'll you're not missing the G spot with that toy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us um, what this toy is, both for the audience that might not know and also for the listeners at home? Am I holding it up to the mic? So <laughs> So earlier Tina had asked me what my favorite G-Spot toy and I laughed because it's the 11 and the 11 is from Enjoy and they make um, stainless steel toys so it's 11 inches and I think five pounds of stainless steel um, so there is a smaller end and a larger end um, but generally they're both pretty large um, and I like it because after you've done lots of warm up, if you put that in and you jiggle it ever so slightly, it is hitting up against the G spot and it's magical. And because it's so heavy, and yeah. Enjoy makes a lot of different mm -hmm. insertable toys, which I love and will endorse um, for the rest of my days. Um, the heaviness, not all yeah. of them are as uh, girthy and, and heavy as the 11, but the heaviness basically like works with gravity to like put pressure on your G-spot or your prostate mm -hmm. um, or whatever you've got going on, whatever spots you want to name yourself that are inside you that you like pressure on. Um, and so that makes them really good for solo play and partner play as well. Mm -hmm. There's something about that weight that is also really nice if what you want is a feeling of fullness mm -hmm. or a feeling of, of pressure inside as opposed to like in, out, in, out friction. Um, just, it's not even like an either or thing. It might just be like a variety thing. You could also substitute some reps at the gym with that thing. Yeah. So make sure you're alternating hands. My dream is that someone breaks into my apartment because it lives right on the side of my bed and I get to beat them to death with this thing that's been inside of me. And um, one day I just hope that I end up on News 12 The Bronx and I'm just like, yeah, I killed him. Many, many yeah. benefits yeah. for you and your loved ones. Yeah. I feel very safe having it by my bed. And, uh, you know, it is definitely a higher price point, but when you have 15% off, this might be the nice to get it. So, anyway, I cannot endorse this toy though. Um, I think that we used to use the 11 back in my queer porn days in San Francisco a lot because it is also like just visually yeah. like such an amazing 
stunning thing to watch. Yeah, totally. And you can see yourself in it, so you can like check your lipstick while you're fucking someone. It's the best. Do you have a G-spot toy that you like? I do. It's not that big. It's, Interesting. Yeah, it's a tiny kind of like eggplant, but not the vibrating eggplant. It's, it's glass. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so it has like a big bulbous head. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like any uh, any of the toys that are made of harder materials that don't have a lot of give, mm -hmm. like you can, your muscles can really like bear down on them, right, which exactly. is also really good for internal energy yeah. spot stimulation. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pressure is key. Yeah. I mean, if anyone wants to hear more about the G-Spot, me and Ryan are going to be teaching the G-Spot workshop at Sex Expo at the end of September. That's so, uh, the weekend of the 23rd, I right? believe so, yeah. yeah and it's in Brooklyn, in, and it's, in it's free. You just have to go to their website, sexexpo.com, and you get free tickets. And then uh, you, for an hour, we'll talk all about how to stimulate the G-Spot, and it'll be great. Yeah, Sex Expo, uh, not Sexpo, Sex Expo yeah. is a really fun event. I did it last year and I'm doing it again this year as well. And there's like lots of shopping, lots of different workshops. And one of the many things that you can find out more about is the G-Spot. So let's stay on the subject of sex toys. Um, and I want to ask you, so I've noticed, Carly, that you have a sex toy tattoo. I have three, actually. Oh, will you um, tell us all about your sex toy tattoos, actually? Um, my first one was my knuckles. I have some of my favorite things on my knuckles, and I have uh, the magic wand on my uh, chosen finger. <laughs> um, and it's just perfect. And it's funny, because when I'm out in, like, you know, muggle worlds, and they're like, oh, what is that, a microphone? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, but it's the magic wand, and it's amazing, and I love it, and everyone should own one. So, a wand is a type of vibrator, yeah. right? Generally, like an externally stimulating mm -hmm. vibrator, right? So, while I pass this around and everyone can kind of like get it buzzing, I don't know if the mic is gonna pick that up. It does. It does, awesome. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, right? yeah, it's better than the original. It's like <laughs> Yeah, so the original, yeah. if any of you um, are familiar, um, the original, uh, magic wand, formerly known as the Hitachi Magic Wand, um, actually plugged into the wall, um, and uh, they now make a uh, rechargeable one, so you could like plug it in and recharge it, um, which is better for camping, um, and uh, and doesn't make quite as much of a like shaking the house appliance noise. Although yeah. that was part of the fun. Yeah. So, um, so what I want to ask you guys is, why are people into wand vibrators? You can take this one. Oh, I'm I can wax poetic you. about wands. Yeah. Um, so besides the fact that they're super duper strong, they're back massager style. So they all generally have a long handle. Um, so you have way more of a reach, especially if you're using it like if you have like a belly or like mobility issues, you have way more room to like move it around and like get the parts that you want to get. Um, but the reason why I really love it is that the head is so broad. Um, I really hate pinpointed vibration, so like bullets and things that are like more like narrow and just intense in a different way, um, where that one will cover more of like the vulva or if you're putting it on a penis, it's gonna cover more of like the whole entire bottom part of the head. Um, so it just covers more area, which helps more blood flow, which helps you be more turned on and get more pleasure, which is the name of the game here. Totally. Yeah. Were you saying that you don't much care for wands? We don't care for wands. Do you want to tell us why? It's partly psychological. My mom had one, and there's yeah. that'll you know, do it. Yeah. There's that, um, but there's also like I I really enjoy um, 
pretty sex toys. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and I also uh, have experience with wands or, or other, like, phallic uh, toys, phallic, like, long toys that I get cramping in my wrist. Okay. And so I prefer handheld uh, vibration, uh, something that can fit in the palm of my hand. Um, and it's just easier for me personally, and I, I prefer actually a more concentrated uh, vibe as well. So all of those reasons like kind of take that out of the running. Although like it's fun, it's yeah. just not a, a go-to for me personally. Can you tell us what are some of your go-to vibrators? Yes. I asked. Well, now I'm forgetting that there's a there's a Tenga Iroha. Oh yeah. And now I'm forgetting the specific product name. I want to say it's like Tina or something like that. And this is the one I was telling you about. Oh, that looks like a bird. It looks like a wave or a bird. A wave bird. Yeah, and like it, yeah, it fits in the palm of your hand. The vibe is pretty dissipated, but it kind of like will cover your whole vulva. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and it does have one concentrated area of vibration, but it does kind of like move through the toy. I actually got that for free from them. I entered myself into like a test our product thing. So nice. Yeah, so I love that one. And then uh, the other one is Rebel Body, which they don't make them anymore, mm -hmm. sadly. And I actually just recently took mine apart because it was like getting kind of weak, and I think I popped a, a like cord or, or like yeah. I, I need to like solder it to back together essentially. So there's a new product that you'll probably really like that has that similar like kind of a rosslating technology. Love it. Um, I can show you later, but it's the Hot Octopus just came out with the Queen Bee, and it's similar to that but a little bigger. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, it's like the perfect little yeah. size. Um, those guys who started that company now make like jet engines. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what Similar we're talking technology. about. Similar technology. Yeah, it's crazy. Cool. So yeah, that's that's more my my vibe. <laughs> I'm here all night. It, it, it's funny though. It's funny that you mentioned that you like them to look really pretty, and I am the opposite. I want it to look big and scary and intimidating, like me. Um, and it reminds me of we had a prank caller a couple weeks ago, and they were like, "Oh, what's the biggest scariest thing you have for sex at your store?" And I was like, "Me." <laughs> and they were like, "Wait, what?" And, like I was very proud that I threw off the prank caller. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. Yeah. I am going to. Um, yeah, I'm going to call yeah. you for. Advice, yeah, uh, I want that on my tombstone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> biggest, scariest, scariest thing for sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, let's switch gears. Okay. Why are people into oral sex? <laughs> so many reasons. I know, it's broad. Have you ever talked about this? You've got to have talked about it. <laughs> I mean, I've talked about it. I mean, it. yeah. I mean, why talk when you can just do it? Yeah. There's other uses for mouths. Um, I, uh, I don't know if I've ever, no, no, I did uh, an episode about cock sucking actually with okay. Merit Kay, but I haven't done a cunnilingus episode, what the fuck is wrong with me, and I haven't done like a general oral episode. Damn, okay, cool, I feel honored. My feeling about it kind of goes back to my slippery thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you've got fluid on fluid, just like the tongue the like lips like it's just a very um slip and slide kind of ride where you're you know there's just so much happening um that it can be super overwhelming and intense and like you don't have to do a goddamn thing also i really like that part oh yeah yeah <laughs> what about 
about, do you like, are you a fan of 69 I am a big fan of 69 Why do you like, why are people into 69 Because it's like crazy. You can't really focus entirely on your own pleasure, um, which is like this, this other layer of, of maddening. Mm. Um, I mean, I yeah, I think that I'm super sensitive. So it's actually a way of like taking away a layer of sensitivity, mm. but also getting the gratification of pleasing a partner at the same time. Yeah, big fan. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm sold. You're going to try it? I might. <laughs> what about you, Carly? I hate 69ing. Um, if I am giving you oral, I want to focus on just giving you pleasure. I like to, like, hear the sounds of, like, you moaning and, like, you can't resist me. And, like, I just feel so powerful. And, like, that's why I like it. I just want to top you from the bottom <laughs> and, oh. like, make you come everywhere and so you can't, can't control yourself. I love that. I think it's really interesting that the sort of default concept of oral sex is that the person giving the oral is the submissive yeah. or on the bottom or is servicing mm -hmm. the other person. Although, actually when I had the folks from the Food for Thought podcast on my show, they were talking about how in gay porn, like in male-on-male -male gay porn, that the dynamic is that the top performs uh, analingus on the bottom, mm -hmm. which I was like, that's an interesting like inversion of, in, like in straight porn, yeah. in general, like the, yeah, the oral sex is like the person receiving the oral sex is the top. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it, I, I just love what you had to say about the idea that you yeah. are actually the top when you are yeah. having your way with someone oh, yeah. with your mouth. And there's actually a product called the Cocksucker's Mirror, where it's a mirror cock ring that your partner can wear, and then you can like... <laughs> also check your lipstick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like to look at myself, because who wouldn't want to look at this? <laughs> but um, Agreed. You know, <laughs> so, you, is that for sale here? We used to sell in the West Village. I don't know if they still have it. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I guess also like you could use your phone. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could like have your partner. Like it would be kind of amazing if the partner, if your partner was like filming sort of like amateur POV porn, and then you're like, no, babe, press the little button to turn it around. Yeah. I want to see yeah. myself. Exactly. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good ideas uh, for all of you out there. Like, let's say I'm like, I don't think I really like it. How would you pitch me on oral sex? And I mean, there are people that legit don't like it. That is true. For so many, so many No reasons. friend of mine, but yeah. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think for me, and especially as a sex coach, I would want to know what the specific issues a person would have, either giving or receiving. And I think that there are a lot of um, reasons why people feel uncomfortable receiving. Um, there's a vulnerability aspect. Definitely. There's also just, you know, Bobby a lot shame. of shame. Yeah. And so you're not fully able to relax. And if you're not able to fully relax doing something sexual with a partner, it's not going to be fun. And we've got to work through that stuff before we can get mm -hmm. to, you know, this is how you do it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't try to sell anybody on it except by trying to address their specific issues with it. Yeah. That's, that's smart. Yeah. Cool. Do you guys have any other like specialized oral sex tips? 
on my blog <laughs> when I was in college. What's that URL again? Yeah, dildo or dildon.wordpress.com. Um, I, I teach the bulldog workshops here a lot, and when I was in college, I really wanted to be a sword swallower. So I disengaged my gag reflex over time. So that makes me an amazing cocksucker. <laughs> so basically, there's like a whole list of tips on there to like disengage your gag reflex, which makes it really easy to deep throat, so. I would say that that is also true whatever the genitalia yeah. in your mouth, like sometimes that is uh, surprising yeah. when that something can be sort of like, like just on the inside of your mm -hmm. mouth, but also still activating yeah. your gag reflex. Or when someone squirts down your throat, which yeah. can, you know, yeah. give me a warning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> what about you, Maisha? Uh, yeah, I mean, the again, it kind of goes back to specific issues that people have around it. And I think the best way to be good at anything is communication with your partner yeah. and trying to figure out what they specifically like versus mm -hmm. what you're willing to do and not do. Yeah. Um, so that's when thing that's when the magic can really happen is when you hit that sweet spot of like I like doing this and I know you love you know mm. doing this this way but I think that, you know every body is different mm. so you have to you have to invest the time that's yeah. another thing so communication and the time to learn any new partner mm -hmm. cool yeah thanks for those tips mm -hmm. all right why are people into pegging same reason they're into G-spot stuff. It's like full body orgasm and power play and mm. topping. And they saw it yeah. in some porno. And, and they saw it in some porno it. and they want to try it. Yeah. yeah, totally. For sure. The power mm. issue, I think, comes more into play with this one mm. than with G-spot because there is, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's just yeah. so much control that you have in that moment. Yeah. Do you guys want to define pegging for the group? I feel like we might have some people here who know what pegging is. So, so the literal like porn definition is when a woman wears a strap on and penetrates a man um, because in the butt. In the butt. Yeah. Um, because men are <laughs> fragile. Men are fragile creatures, and we couldn't just say it's strap on sex. They had to make a whole another word for themselves. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's funny that you say like the power aspect is so like important because. A lot of the time when I teach the pegging workshop here, people are like, I want to be pegged, but I don't want the power dynamic at all. Like, I don't want to be submissive. And I, and I don't feel like most people in their personal lives are using pegging as like power play dynamic. Although like personally, that's why I love it. Cause like, especially if you're big and masculine and a big old bear, like I want to put all the things in your butt, but like not everyone wants to be dominated by a beautiful woman. <laughs> no friends of mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, this yeah. is, it, it's a really interesting thing that you bring up. I mean, that's really true for everything yeah. that if there is something that you're curious about, you don't have to limit yourself to anything really of yeah. any preconceived notion about what role you have to play or what the tone has to be or what the style has to be you can bring your own style your own identity your own desire to anything that you do so yep. even if you want to try pegging because you're turned on by seeing it in femdom porn for example that doesn't mean that you have to like be a little worm bitch 
in order to exactly. in yeah. order to I mean, take it. And like yeah, what we were talking about with like topping from the bottom with like oral, like right. Just because you want someone to penetrate you doesn't mean you want to be submissive about it. Right. Like you can power bottom me and fuck the shit out of me. Like Lord knows, please, <laughs> please throw me around. I'd love to see you try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's totally true. It, it is based on a, a very reductive idea yeah. that the person who is penetrated mm-hmm. is the is is the woman yeah. is the weaker uh, uh, partner uh, mm-hmm. is the one who is in less control mm-hmm. and it's just not necessarily true yeah okay. yeah I mean the prostate just feels good yeah 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 I'm yeah. so I'm told yeah. I don't have one <laughs> yeah so I heard it yeah. feels good I like yeah. touching them. yeah exactly <laughs> I have a lot of civilian friends who will ask me about pegging who will like want to try pegging and it's always surprising to me how they like there will be like a cisgender woman who who likes being uh who likes oral sex like where she is the person being penetrated like her butt is the butt that's being penetrated and so she knows for her own ass what kind of lube she likes and that she has to go slow and what toys she likes and she has a butt plug and and you know she might uh masturbate uh in a certain way or know that she needs to be warmed up before she can like take a cock or know that she likes the feeling of fullness or the pressure on her g-spot instead of just like again like the friction of the intercourse in out in out but then when it comes to wanting to like peg her man she's like well i gotta get a strap on and i gotta get a dick and i gotta do all this stuff i'm like you know that you can also if you're curious about bottoming anally like even if you have a fantasy of being penetrated by a woman wearing a strap-on or a woman with a dick or whatever, like you also can and probably I would recommend that you explore slowly yeah. first. And you know, also she can wear the strap-on while she's like fucking you with the finger or like putting yeah. a butt plug in you, like just yeah. enjoying that visually. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes people try to like go to that level and then it maybe doesn't go that well and then they're like, yeah. Pegging is a disaster, but actually it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that this goes back to um, our observation that it's largely influenced by what we see in porn. Mm -hmm. So I've had clients, for instance, that are like, well, I just really want to be able to take a dick really fast in the ass. And I'm like, okay. where are you I mean, at we, now? Yeah, don't And it's like, yeah. oh, really slow and really tight. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is certainly a goal. And we can work on that. But, like, let's talk about why you want that. Yeah. And let's talk about what is missing from the experience of just being with your partner who is penetrating you in this way and feeling all of those sensations. Yeah. The goal is like, no, I just want to be, you know. Yeah. But there's all this nice juicy buildup that can happen in the practice of trying to figure out how to get to that. And it's just, everyone wants to step to that. Like Porn they should have, um, like, you know, in Spongebob when it's like 10 years later, <laughs> like, porn should have that too, where it's like 30 minutes later, they got like one finger in, like, because <laughs> like, you don't have to show the whole 30 minutes of getting that one yeah. finger in there, but you should like, it's like a baking know. show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. so here we have yeah. the ready, the, the assets ready that can just like, you know, yeah. take it all. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. The great <laughs> British. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I guess the only other thing that I want to say about pegging is that like while disclaiming that 
it doesn't have to have any element of BDSM or kink. It doesn't have to have any power dynamic, you know, explicitly um, acted out. And it doesn't have to have any gender dynamic of like, now you're the bitch. It also can. Yeah, and that's also <laughs> And it's really hot. That's yeah. <laughs> really fun and really hot. And it can feel whether it's something that you naturally enjoy or maybe because of the taboo element of it or because maybe as a cisgender woman you have never like had a dick like worn like a penetrating object and like used your hips to like fuck someone and pleasure someone it's fun to yeah. do that i mean it's fun to do it for the same reason that it's fun to do it no matter again like you were saying all strap on it like people are into pegging because strap on sex is amazing yeah, yeah. And really fun. fun no accessories yeah. there are yeah. a lot of great accessories i mean i love all of the like leather mm -hmm. harnesses it's really nice to just be wearing like a leather mm -hmm. cage like around my whole pelvic area mm -hmm. there are lots of reasons that i enjoy that yeah. and it's just like fun to have a dick i'll like wear it around the apartment you <laughs> yeah. know like smack Scratch people in the face with it yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> definitely hang my laundry that would be so inefficient um but fun yeah anything else about pegging no i think that's does anybody out there have any like thing that they love about pegging that we haven't talked about yet call me <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's right. That, like, that, that introduction and that sharing is like a very easy feeling of like, yeah, this feels good. Yeah. Like, um, so that, that's that's a lot. I agree. Yeah, introducing someone to an area of pleasure in their body that they weren't aware of and being like the tour guide of that is really hot and uh, and 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 also can create empathy mm -hmm. for how it feels to be penetrated yeah. and how long you can stand being penetrated mm -hmm. and how you might feel the next day mm -hmm. and how it can be it can it can make you emotionally vulnerable mm -hmm. which can be a really good thing but also like just understanding yeah how that feels to get it in your holes yeah all of them yeah. all of them yeah mm -mm. fill them all and why good lube matters <laughs> and why good lube yeah. matters and good communication yeah. and not being in a rush or mm -hmm. thinking that there is like a goal that you have to get to and recognizing that porn performers are professional sexual athletes and they've prepped for that it's not just happening <laughs> like they yeah. have prepared they have eaten or broth or <laughs> like something for three days before yeah. broth yeah. definitely yeah. yes <laughs> that's what every porn star i know that's like their whole diet yeah. is like bone marrow yeah. broth exactly. yeah um okay okay why are people into sex magic uh so basically i heard um, some moans everything nice. <laughs> everything in my life is about power and intention and i feel like when you connect with not only your body, but like the universe and like the powers that be, it just makes everything more intense. And when you harness pleasure and specifically orgasms, it can make really powerful intentions happen. 
So that's all sex magic is. Yeah, it's just the power of intention. Now no one has to come to my class. No, no, no. no. I have a feeling probably some people here, their interest is probably piqued by that. Yeah. Yeah, do you have an opinion about sex magic, Maisha? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I interviewed Vanessa Cuchia of Shock Rubs Mm -hmm. for my podcast, Down for Whatever. And Can you um, tell us what Shock Rubs are? Shock Rubs are crystal sex toys. Um, she started out with just a line of, not just, but a line of dildos, and it's since expanded into all kinds of, of pleasure items. And um, it was interesting talking to her. She brought out, uh, or she, she brought up this concept, which I, I didn't really think about, which was <clears throat> the energetic transference that you have with other human beings when you have sex with them. And especially if you're in a position of being penetrated, you're introducing another human being into your ecosphere yeah. and how powerful that can be on so many levels positive and negative mm-hmm. and you sometimes know, a little bit of both sometimes yeah. a little bit of both or it's you know it's complicated as the kids say but yeah I think um, it's it was interesting to me because I I hadn't really thought of that that energetic exchange mm-hmm. and I think if I which is sex magic yeah, I think that that, that is something that we as a culture have gotten away from is thinking about a sexual ceremony or a way that mm-hmm. we uh, do invoke intention into our practice of sex, even solo sex with ourselves. Like, Definitely. You know, that Maybe there could extra be, solo yeah, sex. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that can be a space of growth um, and, and connection, deep connection to the world, mm-hmm. to the creator. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's super powerful. And it's, it's interesting to start thinking of, of those things when you're potentially going to have a new partner. It's yeah. like, do I want your energy? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in some of my early readings about the occult, I was always really impressed by how many occultists like used butt sex in their like magical rituals. I was like, all right, I can get into this. And then, I did a lot of reading and, and had some some friends, especially in my early 20s, um, who uh, did a lot of like spell casting uh, around masturbation with the idea. And this was sort of the I'm like part Mulder and part Scully about these kinds of things, <laughs> right? So there was something about the like masturbation that appealed to my like uh, like pragmatic Scully side, where I was like, okay, I actually do know what it's like to masturbate and and have like a complete like snap into consciousness that feels different from any other state. And so the idea of like uh, setting an intention in whatever uh, way, and there are lots of methods to do it, but using masturbation and your moment of orgasm to like send that intention out into the world mm. just kind of made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So even though there's a lot of like stuff out there that I am uh, a little bit more skeptical about. Like that's something that I was like, and you know what? If it's snake oil, then that's fine. I've been jerking off. Like exactly. so, you know, yeah. nothing yeah. lost. Yeah. yeah, no harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, should we talk about this crystal lube? <laughs> Massage oil. Oh, sorry, I keep yeah. calling it lube. I'm like, stick it in me. Yeah. So can you can like can you like put this? Is it like body safe to like put like inside? I wouldn't. Okay. So, so this is this is. 
<laughs> if you want to put a crystal inside you, you should get a chakra. Exactly. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do you want to um, uh, talk about Yeah, that so this one in particular has um, garnet in it and garnet um, on the box they say that it it stimulates the senses and banishes fatigue. Um, but in like magical uses, they have um, it has the property of like connecting with your partner. So like I would like I'm going to go more into it on my October 18th workshop but basically like anointing yourself with the oil that has like the garnet charged in it already is going to like just simplify it cuz now you don't have to do that yourself um, cuz I know like the full moon was yesterday I charged all my crystals on the windowsill and now like you don't have to do that with an oil it's already done for you takes some of the guesswork out of it or like the lazy witch way <laughs> Cool, well thanks for going to that cosmic place with me. Let's bring it down to earth a little bit and talk about porn. Yeah. So now, why are people into porn is very broad, just huge spread of topics. So specifically what I wanna talk about is clip porn. And what I mean by that is porn that is, you know, like usually like smaller scenes that are usually independently produced often by the performers in the scenes and often released on either sites like clip for sale or OnlyFans or many vids or sometimes through social media or any other internet means to connect more directly with fans and an opportunity for fans to uh, pay for their porn and more directly support the pornographers whose, whose work they like. So I would love to know what you guys think about this sort of new frontier of porn and why, why are people into that? Why do people like it? You already gave some really good reasons why people are into that, that you have this um, intimate connection with a performer who you already know and respect and love to watch and you get access to different content that they're providing. So there's that. There's also knowing that your money is not going to a company, a production company, even if you like a star, the money's going to the production company and funneling down to the actors. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, direct payment. And then, I don't know, there is something that's gratifying about picking somebody out and feeling like you're part of their community. Totally. In a, in a sexual way. Yeah, and in a like so, in a patronage that. kind of way, you're exactly. supporting them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are all really good reasons why somebody who should be into that. Totally. Yeah. What about you, Carly? Well, I make clips, so I'm into it because I like getting paid. <laughs> but I also love the idea of people masturbating to me. That's part of the reason why I got into porn. Um, but basically, like tube sites kind of killed big old porn production companies. So lots of people now really mostly cam or produce their own content. For me, camming doesn't give, like, I get some money from camming, but mostly from clips, because people on the cam, like, it's just an introduction, and then they're like, well, I want to do, I want you to do this very specific thing for me, and it's like, sure, I'll do that for this amount of money and this amount of time, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's just a matter of, like, giving people exactly, like, what they want in terms of their fantasies, and, like, they can request you to do whatever, and, like, as long as it's within reason, most people will be like, yeah, I'll do that. So it's like bespoke porn. Yeah. 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 The artisanal way. Yeah. yeah, it's the artisanal way yeah. to get your porn. It's yeah. true. Cool. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I've got my credit card out. That's, <laughs> that sounds great. Because it is a special month of September, our month of Beyonce, I, uh, and I know we're a little biased, but I would love to talk about why people are into Virgos. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm like, fuck a Virgo every day, you know, but when I, 
fuck myself. Yeah. And it's great. <laughs> what are the Virgo qualities that you feel like people enjoy about you guys as sexy partners? And then if you have had some Virgo on Virgo action, how has that been for you? Virgo on Virgo action hasn't worked out too well for yeah. me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. No. Why not? I think it was the person. It was just like, uh uh, so hashtag, <laughs> hashtag not all Virgos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but generally, Virgos are uh, very type A, and we know what we like, so it's really easy to please us because we're going to tell you exactly how to get us there. Um, so generally, I think Virgos are amazing for that reason because we you know simplify things. We'll give you a list of things to do. I will. I yeah. yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have Gemini rising, so that's also like it's like double communication vibes of like cool. being direct, but also just like being very intentional with yeah. words and like having yeah very specific conversations about what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, and that's how I like it. You know, mm -hmm. I personally think because the the sign of Virgo is the Virgin, and it's supposed to be this sort of hyper feminine sign of purity, mm. but not. I mean, there's virginal purity, but there's also like purity of intention yeah. as well. And mm. so I have a I lot like of that. female Virgo friends, like a shit ton mm. of them. Me too. And I do think that we have that, you know? Mm -hmm. I do think that we, for the most part, have that purity of intention with our interactions, with our community, um, and with what we do for a living also. I don't know, I've just seen that as a trend with my Virgo friends, and I really appreciate having that. Um, but I also think that there's this like, kind of fun thing with Virgos where it's like the virgin whore uh, split because I think I don't know I mean I don't want to assume anything about anybody but I, I do think that we do a good job of being like oh who me you know clutching <laughs> pearls kind of like what and then you know obviously we're you're talking about I like that yeah I that's a beautiful spin on the on the virgin part of Virgo, I definitely remember being like a teenager and starting to learn about what all of the symbols for everything was. I was like, Ugh, this maiden, yeah. I don't want this, I don't want to have a maiden as my, uh, you know, but symbol. she's not wearing any underwear on the bed. <laughs> her, her flowing robes. Yeah, I li but I also like the idea of like, like purity, more like, um, like clarity, yeah. right? Like a pure mountain stream. Yeah. You are uh, like a pure mountain stream. I have been told that before. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I guess the only thing that I would add is that I feel like my strongest Virgo quality is my ability to compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I think sometimes I am actually quite maybe too good for my own good at disassociation. I also mean compartmentalizing in the sense of like, I, in terms of dating, I'll be like, you are this to me. And I will be like really clear, like, you, you know. I feel like, you so hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> the Virgo yes. love is yeah. strong. Yeah, like, yeah. like I can have like this person for pegging and this mm -hmm. person for oral and this person for sex magic and this person for G-spot. I don't know, you know, and, yeah. and like make that really clear also to mm -hmm. that person. Yeah. And I'm not interested in, um, cre in like muddying up the clear mountain stream yeah. with, uh, yeah. with with like confusion. I'm not and I'm not interested in like manipulating people. I'd much rather just have it be like yeah. labels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that as well. And I'm guilty of if you're not meeting your function. Yeah. Like I don't 
I'm, I cut people. I'm, yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah, same. I don't. Yeah. I mean, like you don't not, seem to understand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or just like, oh no, no, this that's not what this was about. Or like, no, you fucked with the program and now the program's fucked, so you gotta go. Like, yeah. You've yeah. gotta go now. Yeah. Or rather, I I leave. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. You gotta go. <laughs> shoving breadsticks in my bag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you need yeah. those for later. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've actually had a guy that was trying to like get back into my good graces, like leave an entire pizza at my doorstep because I wouldn't talk to him. And I ate the pizza, but I still wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> Man, if I had a pizza oh, yeah. for every time. Yeah. So anyway, I just, yeah, yeah that would, um, how do you do it? I don't know. I'm just so irresistible. (laughs) Apparently. Um, Well, now, I hope to never piss you off, but now (laughs) I know that if I do, that will be my my white flag. We know it about each other. That's right. That's That's right. I mean, pizza is the other (laughs) piece of the puzzle here. I could just give you a pizza without pissing you off, too. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite pizza? I like pepperoni too. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, but sometimes half and half, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Compartmentalizing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll we'll stop the Virgo orgy. Does anyone have a topic that they want to ask us about? A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey listeners, Tina here. At this point in the night, an audience member asked us to explain why are people into scat, aka brown showers, aka you, you get the idea. And we went to some pretty graphic and personal places getting to the bottom of that one. So I decided to make it a Patreon exclusive. If you want to hear that discussion and other exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com slash T-I-N-A-H-O-R-N and pledge at least $5 a month. You'll be supporting me and this completely indie operation, and you'll get to hear babes talking about things nobody really talks about. Okay, back to the show. Does anybody else have a question? Yeah. The question is, what is the fluid that is ejaculated during during squirting? Why are people into that? Uh, do you want to feel this one, Maisha? You were talking about this. A yeah. Bit. So I was talking about the skeins gland, and you're right; it's controversial. Um, like I said before, people say it's not pee, and they're correct. It's not pee, but it does pass through the urethra to exit the body, and therefore it's passing through. It's going to carry some, you know, some urea. Um, 
but the fluid is actually, it builds up within the skein's gland, um, and that's what's causing the, the um, engorgement of that gland. Uh, the tests that I know of have, you know, again, there's some scientists that are saying the fluid is analogous to prostate fluid, to mm -hmm. prosthetic fluid. But, um, so chemically, component-wise, it's similar to prostate fluid. But there are elements of it that don't make it exactly prostate fluid. And in fact, like I said, it's a separate gland, it's not prostate. But uh, that gland has been likened to the female prostate. Yeah, I mean, I guess this question of like, what is it exactly is an interesting one because I think that people have anxiety, we've talked about this a little bit, that people have anxiety that it's pee, like like you might be somebody who would be totally willing to like swallow cum, but you are like repulsed by the idea of drinking pee, so you like want to know which one it is. Um, right. <laughs> which is, I mean, listen, if you, everybody can swallow whatever they want and not swallow whatever they want, but um, also, I don't know, I mean, I... If like part of the problem is like, like is it like is it safe to swallow? Is it safe to get in your body? I mean, I've just like I've seen I've seen showers mm -hmm. of squirting ejaculate like come out of people like onto me, onto my friends. I've like seen people like put it in a cup and drink it. They're all fine. We're fine. Like mm -hmm. we're not, you know. It's it's uh, it's not uh, like I'm not a medical professional, but I think it's I think it's it's organic. It's organic, <laughs> and it's, it's consensually extracted, which is more than I can say for like Ooh. milk. Um, and <laughs> I'm not a vegan. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What about you, Carly? Um, from everything that I've read, it's basically like seminal fluid with like traces of urine because of where it's passing through. So yeah, it's it's similar to what's coming out of penises, just without like sperm. Yeah, yeah. Which you know is an improvement. Yeah. Who as needs far it? As I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Seminal fluid. Yeah, and like the reason to just like go deeper into the discussion. I mean, part of the reason that some people, I think, uh, when we were talking on the podcast before we were talking about gushing and squirting like one of the main differences between um you know there's like vaginal secretions and then there's the seminal fluid that is ejaculated um during uh g-spot orgasms or for whatever reasons and like part of the reason that it is ejaculated is is basically because the like the vaginal muscles or the pelvic muscles is like squeezing the sponge. So if you imagine like having a sponge like filled with water and if you can like squeeze it and like squirt it across the room. So like the strong, and this is why we might want to do our pelvic floor exercises because the stronger that those muscles are and the more control we have over them, the more, you know, the better aim we have. Like if you want to get somebody like right between the eyes. Um, and like how hydrated you are. That's like also true. Important. If yeah. you're taking like antihistamines or something that's going to dry you out, it's going to affect that. Right. So like drinking a lot of water is like super important if you want to be able to like really make water happen. <laughs> like totally. Yeah. If you want to so be a fountain. Would you say that porn is giving squirting a bad name. Why would you say that? <laughs> um. Why would you, actually, I'm curious why, why you think it's given porn a bad name. Well, I think that uh, a lot of people, if they're watching porn, you know, they see squirting and they think, oh, that's this. And then there are mm. these comment boards.
what it's saying on it. Mm. And then is that porn's fault though? Yeah. Is it porn's fault? I don't know. But uh, I think as more a former porn director, yeah. I think I probably you know stood up for squirting. <laughs> I, yeah. I think honestly, but I think that people's experience with it, or maybe their first initiations with it. Yeah. You know, talking to people who who are capable of squirting yeah. and say, oh, it's because you know the first time it happened, I was worried or whatever. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Think that it, I think a lot of times what happens is that like, what happens with that is that people will put really high expectations on themselves. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm squirting, but I'm not squirting like I saw in porn. Like that's more of what I yeah. hear than anything else. It's like, well, it happened, but not the way I saw it or not the way I want it to happen. And it's like, I think that's more of what happens. Cause I don't feel like I hear that people are so concerned that it's pee. I think people are more concerned that they want like more of it. Yeah. My pet peeve is when people think that they are, um, that because they've seen it in porn, they think it's fake. Mm -hmm. And so they're just like, women don't squirt. And so I've been that awkward person at the party of like, oh, you yeah. know. I'm always that person. Yeah, where I'm like, excuse yeah. me, like, yeah. what, you know, this is this is something that happens to me on the regular. Like, yeah. it's, it's natural, it's, mm -hmm. you know. And yes, maybe there are some tricks of the trade, but there are also women who squirt copious amounts. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's great that they have work. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's great that we get to see that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it does place mm -hmm. an expectation, maybe, of an unusually high standard yeah. for people. Yeah, I mean, I think that has more to do with like our uh, general. Uh, cultural illiteracy with like distinguishing between fantasy, fantasy and reality yeah. in when it comes to porn um, and that and it is I, I think we've touched on this a few times with with pegging with squirting probably a lot of the other things that we've talked about um, uh, anal uh, it, and oral sex too I think um, that there is this sort of um, uh, paradox where porn sets expectations that make people feel bad about themselves because they're not meeting them, but then porn also can provide the opportunity for people to see that, see what a body can do and like see that things are possible and potentially see people really in, enjoying themselves and, and, um, uh, and, and seeing like, okay, if I like train as much as that person does, then like maybe one day that I can do that. So I think, um, I just think we need to continue to have conversations about, um, why we have expectations that we have to be like bigger, better, faster, more about everything, that we need to like squirt across the room and like take a big dick right away, you know? It's like, can we just like, I mean, you know, I always make this Fast and the Furious comparison with porn, you know? Like, you, we don't teach kids to drive by showing them Fast and the Furious, and you don't like go see Fast and the Furious and like feel exhilarated by the entertainment and then feel like disappointed that you're just like driving your car and like, <laughs> and you're like, I haven't driven like out of an airplane today, you know, or like surfed a motorcycle. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. With regard to squirting, I just have one more thing. Yeah. I got something to say. Um, Hit us. Yeah, I just, I really feel that um, it's it's important to just sort of embrace the, the fact that it does happen and that it, I would, I would love for more women to 
understand that when they do feel that urge, like they're going to pee to just like let it go and like mm-hmm. understand that that's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a part of our sexuality that can be super powerful and that the, the, the taboo that it gets mixed in with, which mm-hmm. is that you were maybe going to piss the bed, right. um, keeps a lot of women from going, you know, farther, going, crossing into the threshold of like a different type of orgasmic experience. Or they've been shamed, like mm-hmm. they came in that way and they were like, wow, that felt amazing. And someone's like, you ruined my mattress. Yeah, and right. they're like, get another fucking mattress. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah oh. or get a, uh, yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it <laughs> would be gross <laughs> if you were like peeing. All joking aside, if you were like doing golden showers in the bed all the time without yeah, like, like a waterproof yeah, uh, mattress. Like That's know. true. Yes. Let's. I'm just gonna repeat true. that. If you Hashtag if true. you pee on the couch, <laughs> it's gonna smell. And if you squirt on the couch, it's going to be fine the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it, but if you're concerned about all the fluids, they sell a blanket from Liberator, the throw, and you can pee on that whole thing. It, and, it can yeah. absorb a bladder's yeah. worth of liquid. Exactly. So you can squirt on it, you can pee on it, you can shit on it, whatever you want to do. And then your bed is clean. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Also, I guess the only other thing that I would add um, is that um, piss is really sexy, uh, and that if you are uh, feeling inhibited about squirting because you're worried about pissing on someone, piss on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what happens. That's See awesome. how great it is. Yeah. And then you'll be like, I don't even care what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be my advice, and you can do that. You know in the shower or yeah. whilst camping. Um, yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we have time for one more topic. Does anyone have a burning, pressing topic that they would like to have discussed? We did cover a lot of ground. We did, I agree. <laughs> um, okay, uh, if so, then let's do the raffle. So how did we do it? Did we get all of the tickets? Yeah, they're okay. all in there except for these two. Okay, and then we have to put it in here. Everybody get your tickets out, okay, just to make it fair, and mix it up oh, here. Oh, God, this is, is that so, the winner? so old-timey <laughs> that, oh, oh. oh. yeah. Oh, my God. There's two. Okay, I'm just going to do it like this. <laughs> okay, uh, we all feel like this is ethical. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> Actually, do you guys want to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. I like to get the whole thing out of the thing. Pulling out is not effective. <laughs> more, more of a bird control. All right. Seven, four, eight, five, two, five. Okay. Yay! Yay! Thank you. You're so welcome. Glitter pasties. Well, if anybody wants to get some glitter pasties, there are more of them for sale upstairs. Um, so that brings us 
to the end of our panel, I would like to very much thank our studio audience. Would you guys like to hoop and holler for us? on this Virgo virgin voyage. Um, and uh, I would very much like to thank Carly, who works here at the Pleasure Chest. So yes, let's Carly. Uh, and if you want to find out more about her clip store, she said you can yeah, just contact come. my sex ed website and I'll send you the link. Yeah. Um, and I would love to thank my Isha Battle all the way here from California. Do you guys want to say where people can find out more about you on the interwebs? Yes, for me it's MyeshaBattle.com and I'm on social at MyeshaBattle. And her podcast is down for whatever. It's down for whatever. I also have cards if people want to take. Yeah, and um, my website again is dildo or dildo.wordpress.com and pretty much all of my social media is makeup and sin. And I'd like to thank Justine who has done an amazing job engineering. This and um, I'm Tina Horn. You can find out more about me at tinahorn.net. Tinahorn.net slash live is where I'll be posting about this series and any other live appearance. And I'm on social media at Tina Horn's ass, which is spelled the same as at Tina Horn's ass. Mm -hmm. And um, the next one is October 5th. And I'm so glad that you're all here. And I hope to see you again soon. Come talk to us, and you're amazing. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.